Welcome to Signs of Spirit, your podcast on learning how those in the spirit world communicate with you in your daily lives and how you can recognize the signs of spirit. With evidential spirit medium, Jock Brokaz, founder of Afterlife Connect and president of the ASS MPI. morning ladies and gentlemen uh, this is jock here and um, i'd like to welcome you today to our first in the series of our podcast lessons on signs of spirit i'm not going to go into too much detail about what we're going to do over the next 10 weeks or so hopefully maybe longer and i can assure you that you won't always just be listening to me we're going to be bringing on more experts and cover everything from healing from my lovely wife um through to uh, learning about uh, the hypnotherapy uh, aspects of, of grief and uh, and that will be from our wonderful friend Tracy. Um, first of all though, before we jump into this lesson, let me just start off with a story that kind of exemplifies uh, what we're going to be talking about. And once uh, there was a, a sitting uh, many years ago for a woman who was very sceptical of uh, the afterlife and uh, came to a medium to have uh, a reading and that reading went very, very well. But rather than going into the ins and outs of of trying to explain to you everything that happened in the reading, we're not going to do that. What I'm going to just say to you is that Spirit had come through and said to the woman that they knew that she was actually looking for a sign, a sign from the other side of life, a sign to let them know that they were fine. And this was her father actually was communicating and uh, that everything would be well in her life. And the father says, you know, I'm going to send you the sign. Uh, I'm going to send you a butterfly. You never said he's going to send a sign. So I'm going to send you a butterfly. But during this sitting, he, he had to stress Do not look for it, because it will come at the right time. Now, you can imagine saying something like that to a sceptic. That's just not going to go down. And it doesn't sound very evidential. But coincidentally, you know, uh, a little bit of time had passed. And the woman heard a knock at the door. And she went to her front door. And there in front of her was a friend whom she hadn't seen for over 15 years. And that friend had come, uh, had been living away and had come to see her. And uh, had been, you know, she invited her in and they, they had a great reunion, but she brought her a gift. And when she brought her the gift, she opened up this gift and she gave the woman a beautiful a uh, butterfly, uh, uh, a kind of brass and gold butterfly in a little box. That woman immediately remembered, she went back to the time when she had that sitting uh, with the medium and remembered the words from her father, that I will send you a butterfly. That's very important. It's very important to 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 recognise this wasn't any ordinary, you just go out and see a butterfly in the garden. This was a particular sign 
he told her not to look out for it, that it would come at the right time. And that happened. How amazing is that? That's just absolutely fantastic. That woman who was very sceptical, she did, she had so much evidence from the spirit world, but that small thing in particular probably changed her perspective for the future and moving on. And uh, she got back in touch with the medium and passed that story over. This happens, ladies and gentlemen, over and over again. So many people who have lost loved ones, um, oft, and it doesn't matter if they've lost loved ones through, uh, well, not, not how, how they lose loved ones, but let's say, for instance, it doesn't matter the relationship, whether the relationship was, 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 was a closed relationship or an open relationship or they had a, a, a particular bond, what someone tends to remember is remembers all about that individual, what their likes and their dislikes were. When we lose loved ones, we go through that grief process, but we try and hold on to the memories of what they were like. For instance, you know, my father loved bagpipes and, and loved uh, nature and things like that. And we hold on to those good memories and, and we hold on to those things that that recognize, give you a, a, a recognition of who that person was. Even though we may have had some bad experiences, you, you know, we, we tend to just, you know, put those bad experiences to one side and we try to remember the good things about our loved ones. And, and while we're reminiscing over perhaps what they were like, many things come to our mind. And in particular, those things that come to our mind will be certain things like um, what they like to eat, you know, what they like to wear, um, music that they liked, all sorts of different things. And those give, give us, it's like a signature, if you like. It gives a good signature of what that actual person uh, was like and their personality, etc. So, moving forward, why would Spirit want to communicate with us from the other side. Well, one of the reasons, and one of the, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is my perceptions, my understanding, and you have to take on um, what resonates with you and what doesn't. You just leave it to the side. But what I want to try and do is just to give you an, uh, as much information as, as as possible that you can take away with you. So, why do you think that spirit would want to communicate? Well, if someone is grieving and grieving really bad. Um, they obviously want to comfort. There's an element of comfort there. They want to come back and say, "Hey, I'm alive. Hey, I, you know, I haven't gone. Death is merely an illusion. I, I'm, I'm not dead. You know, I, I'm still involved in your life, though you cannot see me. You know, they want to let you know that they're alive. And perhaps <clears throat> one of the things that they do, excuse, excuse me, one of the things that they, they want to do is to send you signs, signs that you will recognize." And you may ask for these signs because it's become more apparent in modern days as mediumship has exploded and uh, afterlife research has exploded. People are asking more and more for signs and people are experiencing um, apparitions of loved ones and all sorts of things. And we, we, We're going to cover all of these aspects of how they communicate. But for today, we're going to look at a favourite a favorite thing and that is going to be 
how our loved ones communicate is through animals. But so you understand that there, there is a need uh, for you to, to, to feel that your loved ones are still there. It's a, a, a terrible thing when we lose a loved one and we suffer, we, we miss their physical touch. We miss their voice. We miss seeing them visually. Their presence is seems that they're gone. And and that can that can be something hard to, to take on. It doesn't matter what religion you are. The fact that your loved ones have, have as you perceive have left you, you feel lon- loneliness and you feel abandoned. And even when you have so many friends or family, you can still be the loneliest person in the room. Um, I'm sure you've heard that saying many, many times. So spirit are very excited. You know, once someone crosses that void into the other side of life, they're very excited because they recognise that, well, they're not dead. And that that life continues after the death of the physical body. And they want to come back and share that message with you so that you don't suffer so much, so that you realise that they're still involved in your life. And they can do that with sending you signs and sending you wonderful signs from the afterlife. Um, one of the biggest problems that that people um, go through is recognition of those signs. So before we jump into the recognition of the signs, let's talk about how many signs, what kind of signs um, may be available uh, that, that spirit would utilise. Um Especially, we talk about animal signs today because we, you know, as we move on uh, through the podcast, we're going to go on to a lot of other signs. But animal signs are very prevalent, and uh, it happens so often that these animal signs become indicative of someone's passing, uh, become an important aspect of someone's passing, or. Of, of someone on the other side making contact with the family to let them know that they are alive. And I, I just want to share with you, um, perhaps if I may, another little story uh, from a sitting from uh, another medium where the woman had lost again, and this is not the same person, but the woman had lost her, her husband and her husband came through. And he gave he gave the you know dogs and cats uh, are are certainly very very uh, important within our lives and maybe smaller animals less you know so much but dogs and cats are certainly very important especially if we've gained and we've had a relationship with our our, our pets uh, and even when they cross and that's that's a, that's another another lesson that we'll do but for now. If we've had a relationship with our pets and our pets are still alive with us and uh, maybe our loved one has gone and, and left the, the dog behind, then it's very clear that uh, a pet would be able to pick up those subtle nuances of spirit a lot more readily than you would. And so I'm just going to share, before we jump into other different animal signs, I just want to jump into another little story um, that I started there about a, a woman who had missed her husband so dearly and she had come for a sitting. And um, 
you know, the husband had come through and, and had given his evidence and, and then started to talk about his dogs, his two uh, golden retrievers, how he missed them and gave the names and, you know, various other, you know, things about the, the dogs, but had mentioned one particular piece of evidence that they would often be seen sitting by his favourite chair and staring at him because they could see him when he visited. Now, that may not sound a great deal of, of anything to, to anybody, but to that woman, that was incredibly powerful for her. And you've got to remember that one person's evidence is another person's failure. And that, that's something that we can go into in the future. But what was really important about this aspect was the the woman had recently taken a photograph and 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 he had mentioned that she had been looking at photographs etc and there was also so much evidence that, that that was coming through but this in particular was the fact that she had taken a photograph of the the two dogs and the two dogs were watching and sitting by the chair staring at him uh, and there is exactly that. There is a photograph of the woman, uh, of the dog, sorry, not the woman, of the dog, who, who took the, the photographs of the dogs looking at his favourite chair and staring at his favourite chair at a certain time each time that, that, that there was a visitation. And this just doesn't happen once. This happens many times. And because that gentleman had such a close relationship with his dogs... That was a, a great piece of evidence for her, and it helped her to, to understand life after death more and the, the responsibility of the animals in her life. And throughout history, we, we have many, many examples of animals. Uh, and just, just as a few examples, you know, you have dogs, you have cats, we have the famous butterflies that, that are so very indicative of signs, certain birds. Um, it could be deer, it could be any animal at all that has a particular, either a relationship with the deceased loved one or the deceased loved one has a particular love of them, a particular love of them. Um, and there's so many stories that we can talk about and as we go through, um, we'll talk about some more of these stories. Um, but for now, we want to you know, move on. Uh, so that you can get a, a good idea of it. So, one of the one of the things that 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 I would like to put across, and let's get this uh, out at the very beginning, is a lot of people will say to me, "Well, I've asked for a sign, and why have I? Why am I not getting that sign? Why is it not happening for me?" And there's there's a there's a but there's a probably a bit of an argument. Uh, to be said here, because a, a lot of people, when they're looking for signs, will almost make any sign particularly stick. Or they ask for a sign, and because it doesn't come when they want it, they get very sad and don't think that their loved ones have heard them, or that it's just not true, and that the afterlife doesn't exist. Uh, uh, in many cases, I've heard that I've asked so many times for, for spirit to come through and give me a sign, and it's never happened. Well, let me just put one thing clear. Spirit will always be giving you a sign. There are regular signs around you, but sometimes it's so subtle that you miss it. 
and if you're a person who is going through grief, your grief could actually block you from receiving that sign. Your emotional point of vibration at that time may block you from recognizing those little subtle signs of spirit, those little subtle signs that they send you. The other issue is patience. As in our nature, we're generally not patient. And, and certainly with myself, I think about something or I want to do something, I want it done yesterday. Not tomorrow or the next day, but I, I want it quickly. I don't want to wait. It's, it's, it just seems to be a waste of time when, when you're waiting for something. So we have to have a bit of patience. We can't just ask and say we want to sign and uh, expect it to come immediately. And let me just, again, exemplify that from my own experience. When I was developing as a medium, I would learn about all these signs and hear about all these signs and everything that happened. And I remember always being taught, you know, when you're dealing with a spirit guide, and we'll deal with this at a later time, you should always ask for signs and you should get proof of who they are, etc., etc., and so I remember one day um, I was very demanding, and I went to I went to a little favourite spot in the woods. There's a place called Tirebagger in, in Aberdeenshire, and I was you know I would uh, uh, jog around there and walk around there and stuff. And one day there was a place that I particularly liked to go to and, and sit on a, a tree log and kind of meditate to myself. And and I had a I had a, a, a pet with me. I had a dog, you know, and um, so I went this day and, and I decided that I was going to ask for a sign of my guide. And I was not just going to ask, but I was going to demand that I had a sign. But I was going to choose the sign that I wanted. A little bit of this ego was creeping in here. And so when I sat down, I went in and I did a little bit of a meditation outside. And it was absolutely beautiful. The sun was shining. Um, it was warm. You know, there, there was a very, very little breeze in the air. It was just fantastic. And uh, so I went into my meditation and I said to Spirit, you know, I want a sign. I want a white butterfly. And that white butterfly, when I came out of my meditation, has got to be waiting for me or flying around. And I came out of the meditation a little while longer. My dog had been running about playing. And did I get that white butterfly? No. There was more flies and midges than anything else. There was no white butterfly. There was nothing beautiful like that flying around. And so I got quite annoyed, you know, and I got, you know, I, I was kind of down a little bit because I thought I realised it never worked. You know, spirit obviously never heard me. Loved ones on the other side never heard me. Just, it was crazy. But anyway, I, you know, got over it and decided to walk back to my car. And I was meeting uh, my wife, who's now my wife, but she was my wife then. I was uh, meeting Joanne. And we were going to go for a bit of lunch and I was picking her up. Anyway, cut a very long story short. As I was driving down the road, I was, you know, just spoken to her. I was coming, going to go and pick her up to go for lunch. But as I was driving down, I wasn't thinking of anything else. Lo and behold, a white butterfly landed on my windscreen. So shocked was I at the fact that I could see this white butterfly that I was actually staring and it stayed there for a little while and I watched it and I took my eyes straight off the road and I went over the main verge which was not a good place to be and nearly onto the opposite side. 
So that was a big lesson for me. You've got to be careful what you ask for. Because you, you'll get it, but you might not get it in the way that you want it. And why am I telling you this? Is because it shows you that our loved ones and our spirit team, they are listening to us and they do send us signs. But sometimes we can be a little bit demanding and sometimes through our own emotional point of, of attraction, we may not notice those signs. And especially uh, when we're going through grief, we could block ourselves. So it's very important to try and work on your emotional point of attraction. And I'm not saying that you just get over your grief. You don't. We don't heal through grief. We journey through grief. But we want to we want to take as much time as, as as possible and not be in the point of demanding and expecting something straight away. Our loved ones will send us signs, especially if we have a connection with animals. Uh, we just need to notice them and we need to learn to notice them. And that can be about your spiritual point of attraction. That could be about your your ability to meditate, to recognize these signs, to get over your emotional negativity in order to be receptive uh, to the signs that may be around us. And if you have a particular penchant for any particular uh, animal, then I'm sure that your loved ones will be sending you those signs to let you know, especially if they had a love for them too and you both shared that same subject. So, in particular, animal signs are one of the, the, the most potent ways that we recognize spirit around us. And again, the types of signs, especially in, in the UK and, and other areas of the world, we have birds. Birds are an, an, an excellent uh, sign of spirit. And butterflies, as I've said before, and any type of animal that you may have a relationship but and here is another here is another question. Um, how do people have said to me, and and this is and I, and I've been quite shocked at the kind of response or the kind of questions that I've got in the past is they have a perception that their loved ones have taken over that form of the butterfly, the robin redbreast, um, the eagle. Or whatever it is. And they seem to think that their loved ones have become that. Uh, and I don't subscribe to that thought process. And, 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 you know, many other mediums may actually subscribe to it. They may. I, I have heard of mediums saying that you, your father or your mother visited you and was a butterfly. Or was a dragonfly. Um, I tend not to subscribe to that. But I have another, which I understand from spirit, uh, another explanation that, that I would like to put forward that you might find easier to receive. And that is that these animals have a very limited free will. And these animals have... Um, they, they're not as materially... Uh, affected by the world and therefore because they're so close to spirit they're more closer to mother nature they're closer than we actually are to the spirit world that is very easy for our loved ones on the other side to influence them 
And so when Spirit said to you, I'm going to send you a, a sign, or I may send you a sign of a bird, or I, I'm going to send you a sign in, in a setting, this is, of a, uh, in a reading, you know, the medium may then say, Yo, your father's saying, I'm going to send you this, or your mother's saying, I'm going to send you this particular sign, look out for it. The spirit world knows that they can influence uh, the animal kingdom easier because there is such a close connection to spirit. There is such a uh, a clearer vibrational match uh, to that natural energy, that's the energy in the spirit world. And so your loved ones could actually influence that bird, that butterfly, that uh, other animal. The other thing is, um, taking that one stage further, we've talked about how that would maybe happen within a reading. Let's say, for instance, your mother has passed, uh, but your mother uh, loved, um, I'm going to take something fairly obscure, and from an example, a dragonfly. Now, let's say you you go outside and... um, you're in an area, certainly in Florida, there's lots of dragonflies. And let me see that, you know, uh, you see lots of dragonflies. A lot of people would tend to think, okay, that's the sign, mum's there. But, and I don't want to upset anybody, but let's be a little bit scientific about this, guys. It's the same thing as, is, you know, you'll receive a feather from your angel and you go outside and there's lots of birds around and they drop a feather, I would tend to really question that. You've got to be scientific about it. One, because you don't want to lead yourself into a false sense of security. And two, you you really want to know that that sign is from spirit. You want to feel it in your heart and your soul and you will when it is the right one. Um, so going outside and seeing lots of butterflies or dragonflies or something like that, really it's not really that scientific. And if you want to accept that as a sign, then that's fine. But I would venture an opinion to say that that's not really a sign. And most signs are very clear cut so that you recognize them from the spirit world that that is a sign for you. And an example would be during a sitting with a medium most recently is... Uh, the woman had a particular love of, and let me just say, the dragonflies, and loved that dragonfly. And on the particular day uh, of the funeral, uh, or I'm not sure actually if it was the funeral or if if it was when the gathering, when the family was there, um, there was a dragonfly was locked, was found in the room, flying about the room where the body was. or um, And that in itself was very strange because it wasn't the season for them and there wasn't, there wasn't any dragonflies seemed to be outside and this was one unusual incident of that dragonfly or that butterfly being in that room. Now, that's very strange in itself, and so that would be something that you could perhaps take on as a sign, and and that person did, because they recognized the love and the connection the individual had with that particular animal. Um, another, uh, Another situation would be 
Um, and again, from another example of uh, a sitting with a family and a medium would be when the daughter who had passed through uh, a terminal illness had a love of owls. And no matter where they went, and they had gone to see other mediums, and maybe they, you know, they'd never really had the signs that they had been looking for, they had asked their daughter to send them a, a, a really, really clear sign that it was her and that she was actively you know, involved in their life still. And uh, what actually happened is, is when they came, uh, when they went to the medium for the sitting, and she had to remember I said she had a, a love of owls and she really loved owls. When the family actually came in, uh, and the father was the one who had actually asked for the sign, uh, there was, I believe, you know, there was coffee and there was tea made and there was only one mug left and uh, the one that was given to the father was the mug of an owl. And that hit him like a ton of bricks because that to him was his sign. He wasn't looking for a particular owl flying around, but that was a clear-cut distinction from his daughter that she was there and she was about to, you know, come through and, and validate her life and validate her uh, evidence from the other side. And that was one of the ways of doing so. And this didn't become apparent, actually, uh, until later uh, when, uh, you know, at the end, when he actually explained this to the medium. And, and of course, uh, again, there was other little signs, you know, when when they came in and, you know, there was pictures around that were indicative of that same thing. So one could say, yes, was that coincidental? And a lot of, you know, scientists or skeptics would argue that fact. But knowing how the mechanics of the spirit world work, uh, I would venture and say that that was probably arranged from the other side earlier on and that gave the the family some hope and and some uh direction that what they were doing was the was the right thing so but when like i said before when you're grieving you know you can block a lot of these things and you won't you won't pick them up as readily you know so you have to be quite scientific about your signs there's a, there is people that will say you, you received the sign of a, of a butterfly and there's butterflies in the summer all over the place and, and because you may be grieving that much, you'll take it on board. So I would say that when you're asking spirit for signs, you know, you have to, you know, make sure that that communication is clear that, you know, you're not just going to go out and, and accept anything because if you're accepting anything, it means you're accepting it through your probably your your emotional point uh, connection you're grieving um or the your ego is kind of taking over a little bit or even the ego of the medium if they're actually giving you evidence of that that, that kind of thing so we have to be very scientific and it's not because we want to be hard on ourselves far from it it's because we we want to feel the reality of the spirit world in us when you receive a sign that is unequivocally for you it will become so apparent and so clear in your emotion, in your heart and your soul that, that nobody can strip that from you. Nobody. So 
that's what I would say is to 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 be a bit scientific and and make sure that you're aware enough that you you know what you're looking for and and spirit will there's no doubt about it they they will give you a sign um but it may not be in your time and that's another thing is you have to have a bit of patience they may not be in your time and so we want to uh, be open enough that we say, you know, we expect expect that when you give us a sign, an animal communication from the other side, um, that we will be open enough to receive that, but receive it in the right time. Sometimes our desperation and and our, our grieving can can make us we want it so fast, and we want to feel the reality of our loved ones that are there, and it you know it does. It does happen, but we may miss it. So one of the things that, that, that I'm going to go on the next section, I'm going to take a little bit of a break just for, for five minutes. In the next section, I want to talk about how you can make yourself more readily available to receive the signs of the spirit world. So we'll have a wee five-minute break, and then we'll be back. God bless, guys. Welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I hope you had a little bit of a break and uh, had a cup of tea or something else. And uh, we're going to talk in this section just a little bit of how you can prepare yourself. But let me just open again with just another very quick story of how our animals can communicate with us uh, from uh, our loved ones on the other side. And this is this comes from a, a friend of ours whose father. He really, he he just, even before he he just died, he he wanted to. I don't use like using the words "died" because it, it seems so very final. But um, let's just say crossed over because we don't we don't believe that the dead that they're, they're certainly more alive than we are. Um, but he had a love for Robin, a Robin Redbreast. He he really, even when he was ill, he would just want to sit by the window and and watch the Robin feeding. On his uh, in the trees, and and he would just like to watch the the, the birds. Or uh, for those of my American counterparts that don't understand me, the birds. Um, <laughs> just that's another story. Anyway, um, what actually happened on the day that that he had passed? Uh, the very next day, sorry, when the mother and the daughter were together where he liked to sit and, and watch his birds, they noticed a robin redbreast sitting on the mantelpiece, uh, not the mantelpiece, sorry, God, uh, sitting on the, what do you call the windowsill, <laughs> the windowsill. And they never thought nothing of it. They, they thought, oh, well, it's just it's just a robin, and, you know, Dad loved robins and stuff like that. You know, that was just never really connected with them in, in that kind of way. But, Every morning, at the same time, that robin redbreast would show and would sit on the windowsill and even started tapping on the window until they really, really recognised and noticed and considered 
this must be dad letting us know he's okay. When they had that recognition, when they both came to that conclusion that that was dad, they never saw that Robin Redbreast again. That Robin never came back. They went away. So it kind of tells you, yep, a lot of people will say, well, there could be reasons for that and the birds were being fed, etc., etc. But think about it. Think about the reality of that, the family grieving and father who loved, absolutely adored the Robin Redbreast. Just very, very soon after his death, the Robin appears on the the, the windowsill every day, round about the same time, and even taps the window. And then once they recognise that that's what it is, they don't see it again, you know? I would say, ladies and gentlemen, that that that's a very strong case for signs from our, you know, loved ones in the spirit utilising animals. Um, We're so very aware of this, you know, we're very aware of this because it sticks us right in your face. It's, It's there. Spirit have made a, a bold gesture to awaken you to the fact that, that they're there. And sometimes we miss these signs because we're so upset. And there's nothing wrong with that. But people have said to me a lot, Jock, how, how do I get a sign? How, how do I prepare myself? And the first thing I've always said is, one, will you ask for a sign? Or you make yourself open to receiving the signs. And if you're really heavily in grief... Sometimes spirit will be so bold that they will give you a sign that's just so unbelievable. And we'll talk about that in other lessons, but they'll be so unbelievable, bang, that it just wakens you up. But sometimes it's it's so subtle and you can make yourself more aware of it. Now, I'm not going to go in now to teach you meditation. We'll do that on other lessons. It would take too long. But what I want to do is maybe give you just a few tips of how you can be more aware. I'm a great, and for those people that know me, I'm a, I'm a great kind of supporter and exponent of, of mindfulness. And, and I believe that mindfulness makes us more aware. I, I wrote an article on Om Times, uh, which you can and go and read it if you like, all about mindfulness and how we can hear spirit clearer by being more mindful. But if you haven't studied mindfulness or meditation... And sometimes the word meditation can put people off because they think, I can't meditate. I can't go into that silence of spirit. I can't sit in the power. I can't do what other people are doing. Well, you can, but maybe you're just not ready to do that yet. And maybe so many people make it so complicated for you that it puts you off. And so we'll talk about that in in another segment. But for now, what I want to do is maybe give you a few little tips of how you can make yourself a little bit more aware of uh, spirit uh, around you and how you can start to prepare your your spirit and your body and your mind all to blend in as, as one. And before we go into the whole meditative aspects, it can be very simple. I'm going to give you a few little examples of how this can this can help. One one of my favourite ways you know, is having a little meditation in the shower. When you're having a shower... Instead of trying to, you know, think about everything that's going on in your life, is just stand in the shower 
and imagine the water as being a waterfall uh, and you don't need to think of anything else, just visualise it and you'll start to feel a little bit calmer. You'll start to feel calm in your emotions and in that way you're calming your spirit down and you're you're having a nice relaxing time uh, in the shower and just you, you don't have to do anything much else than that. Um, we will go into teaching proper meditation, protection techniques, all that kind of stuff much later on. But I just want to get you calm and open to the possibility of your loved ones uh, communicating with you. The other thing that I would say is obviously is the use of music. Now, I'm not saying you listen to heavy metal or death metal or something like that and expect that to raise your vibration enough that it calms you. It certainly won't. But choosing maybe a, a, a nice... Uh, soft vibrational tone uh, music or you know North American Indians classical music something like that 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 vibration can also help to to calm you and to help to open up uh, your other senses to what's around you but one of the best things and one of the easiest things that that I try to to impart to people is of becoming aware and now that might sound a little bit suspect, if you like, you know, but being aware of things in your daily life makes you more aware of things in the spirit. And becoming aware of something doesn't necessarily mean that you have to, you know, go into the silence and start to really concentrate and visualize on things. But it's almost a mindfulness practice of becoming aware of what you're doing in your daily life, becoming aware that you're sitting in your chair. And even if you only take a few minutes of the day to do this, sometimes those minutes will turn into, you know, uh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour, whatever. And you can add this up through the day. When you, I want to take it through from when you wake up in the morning. Most of us will think, well, open our eyes and jump out of bed. Oh, Alarm clock's gone, got to go. I've got to get up, get ready for work. I've got to do this. I have children. Okay, so if you've set your alarm for, say, 7.30, what is wrong with setting your alarm for, say, 7.15 and having five minutes of just sitting, sitting or even lying in your bed and becoming aware of your surroundings, feeling the... The, the duvet on your toes, feeling the touch of your loved one next to you, if you if you're still if you're married or you're with a partner or you know or just feel you know your surroundings, slowly becoming aware of the sounds of the world rising, the world arising, you know the, the cars or the trees in the distance or you know hearing the birds tweeting, slowly becoming aware of of the light in your room, becoming aware of your surroundings and being grateful for the miracle that God has given you to be able to do that, or whether you, whatever you believe God is to you. Um, it's just a fabulous, e- easy way to start to become more aware uh, of the natural world and surroundings that are around you because let's face it the natural world is as close to spirit as you're going to get really i mean the north american indians they knew this you know they they they, they, they venerated uh those in the spirit and, and mother nature so 
why can't we do that? You know, we can. That's only a few minutes. You know, without getting into meditations and and stuff like that. That's just becoming aware. You know, when you have your first coffee of the morning or you have your first cup of tea of the morning, again, becoming aware that you are doing that, how you're you're holding your cup, be thankful for it. How did you know? How did the tea get there? The people that picked the tea leaves, the the the, the sort, and you know, you have to think back to the story of how that happened. Try and visualize back to how that might have happened, and slowly you'll start to become more. And if you do this, you know, every day or even three times a week or even twice a week, it doesn't matter how regular it is. It will become a natural response and it will become something that will become ingrained in your mind, body and soul to do uh, and uh, dare I say it, it's, it's almost like a drug um, and you become addicted to it but it's a good addiction it's something that really, and, you know and it will affect your life in so many ways positively rather than negatively because you're becoming aware of the power within you you are the power you're allowing spirit to come into your power you're raising your vibration and and activating the inner divine authority and power that you have within you you don't have to be a medium to do this we're all mediums at some level you just have to have an awareness of being aware and we talk about that even more in depth later but that awareness comes with just the first time you open your eyes, even before you go to sleep, is becoming you know aware of things around you. When you're eating and in mindful, and, and this is these are mindfulness practices, you know how you how you eat slowly and you're giving thanks to to how the food got there and you're feeling and you, you're you're gratuitous for the fact that you have food on your plate. But how many times, let me go back to, to how many times do we get up in the morning and we rush around and we, we don't get anything done and then we dive out the door and we don't even see the beauty of a flower. We don't even see the majesty of a tree. We don't even see the beauty of the clouds. Or for goodness sake, if it's raining and thundering, we don't see the beauty and the wonder of that. We see the issues of the material world. You know, oh God, it's raining again. Oh my goodness, it's, it's so overcast. This is not nice. Every part of life is a miracle. Every part of life is a blessing to experience. There's always a blessing in something negative. <clears throat> and so I want you to try and, and, and open your mind and your hearts to the wonder of nature around you and to the wonder and the miracle of life that you're given each day. by spirit to live in this power alone we become aware of our loved ones on the other side because our vibrational matches become more of a a similar frequency that they can connect with us and they can you know manifest these signs for us so if you take each day to try and recognize the wonder and the beauty and the majesty of life don't watch so much news because it's so negative. You know, at the moment, it's terrible. But there's so many other things that we can do that create a ripple effect, a domino effect. If you throw a pebble into a pond, those ripples will expand and they will eventually go throughout the whole pond. A loving thought 
can travel the globe. A prayer can break the barriers of the universe. A kind word to someone can make or break their day. To recognise the beauty of, of a young child, to recognise the wonder, the colour and the majesty of a flower, of an artist who has painted a beautiful picture, who, of a photographer who has taken a photo and, and captured the majesty and the beauty of something that is God-given, that is divine in all essence. You are becoming aware. And if you can have an awareness that you're being aware, if you can think, I recognise the beauty in that, I recognise the spirit in that, I recognise the divine in that, then you will be ready and you will open yourself up to receiving the signs of your loved ones from the other side, whatever sign it is, in, in particular what we're talking about with animals, because if you, as I said, if you both have that love of animals or you recognise that that person had that love of animals or had that love of that, then they will send you that particular sign. They will manifest that in your presence so that you recognise that. And becoming more aware of your daily and the, 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 the blessings you have in your life will make you more open to receiving these or recognition of the signs. To be able to recognise those subtle nuances of those signs. And let me give you another example of a wonderful sign that happened uh, when Spirit came through and passed on evidence. And the the person was a grandfather in Spirit who had had a... a had a great passion, you know, for for birds like a lot of people do. But in particular, he didn't have a, a great love for a particular bird. But he did say to his loved one on the other side, "Watch for I'm going to send you a sign, and, and watch for the sign of a woodpecker." That sounds really strange because he he wasn't particularly, you know, uh, driven by woodpeckers, and and the person who you know, loved and you know loved animals and nature didn't necessarily draw towards any particular bird or woodpecker. And so, on, on a day that they were, they started watching for the signs, which is something I would say: don't watch for it because it will come and it will hit you like a, a ton of bricks. Um, if you watch for it, you can trick yourself into receiving a sign that that may not actually be from spirit. It's just. One of these, you know, there's loads of birds or there's feathers around you because there's seagulls above you that have dropped them or something like that. I want you to recognise and say, Jock, my God, I got my sign. It was amazing. It was absolutely blew me away. Then then you'll, you'll know exactly what I mean. So this person had decided to go for a walk one day in the woods and walking down the country path and was looking for woodpeckers or you know any sign like that and it never ever ever came and so that made them really sad and not think about well they're not listening to me the spirit world but as you know and i know you know the spirit world will always answer your your call uh, you just have to be open to pick up the receiver no which is you um that person went for uh, a meal uh, with uh, her husband uh, in the evening 
and uh, they went to a restaurant that was actually not in the woods at all. It it was really on the side of a highway, and there was—I mean, it was really a built-up area. There was there was nothing there. <laughs> to the husband's amazement, the 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 kind of scream as she noticed that there was one tree in the garden, one, and, and there was a tree house in in the like in the area. Nothing else, car park was all. Everything else was there, but this one little tree that had a little uh, a bird table uh, right next to it, and the rest of the area was built up. It wasn't in forestry. It wasn't anything else, but. The woman recognised, all of a sudden, a woodpecker landed on the bird table and started pecking at the table and eating whatever was there. Uh, and the minute she recognised it, and she, you know, she then realised, my God, this is this is really strange. Why would a bird pecker be here? Why would a woodpecker pecker? Why would a woodpecker be here? I mean, this is not we're not in the woods or anything. And then it, you know, it was on the tree and and it flew between the tree and the table and it was pecking, it was pecking, it was pecking. Uh, and as she then noticed it, and it became more apparent that it was spirit, that it may be her grandfather. And then she accepted that as the sign from her grandfather. And the husband, who was rather shocked and surprised, the the woodpecker, I nearly said bird pecker again, the, the woodpecker flew away and was never seen again. So, yes, people could question that, but to her and to him, that was the sign they were waiting on. And it came when they were least expecting it, in an area where it was not common at all to, to, to have that bird there, especially next to a highway and built up in an area that was, uh, I don't know what the word is, would be here in America, but certainly, you know, in towns and villages and things around you and not forestry or even farmland or anything. It was it was just a built up area uh, and you wouldn't see those type of birds primarily, you know, in, in that area. Then that happened. So they, they took, they took that, they took that sign. So that, there are a lot of animal signs that can happen that the loved ones, your loved ones will send you and, and it will hit you like a, a ton of bricks. But also, and let me just before we finish, because I know we're, we're going to drag on a little bit, but also sometimes if your loved one is ready to pass, then the spirit world, your spirit team, or your other loved ones on the other side, or even your guides, your angels, they will send you a sign that that passing will be that will be okay. And that may come from the the sight or or a sign from an animal. And normally, and I've heard this so many times, it, it could be you know a butterfly came into the ward, uh, and and I knew that my 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 mum was going to pass and was was going to be okay. In one particular case, uh, um, when a, a, a father, you know, was was ill and was passing, um, the on the morning just before the passing, again in a completely different area and and very unusual, two deer were seen in the person's garden, which was really unusual because they don't really come there and they didn't live in the, in the wood in the country, but. Um, 
somehow, you know, these deer, you know, came from maybe a local farm area. Um, it, it was not normally a, I mean, I don't even know how it came, but they had mentioned that, it, you know, these two deer were seen in the morning and that person loved deer. And so they took that as a sign that, you know, their loved one was about to pass and everything would be okay. So there's many, many ways. I tend to try and look at the the science of it into, I won't just accept a, a, a butterfly out in the garden that's around you. It would have to be strange, a butterfly coming into your house or your car or or, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a living animal. Like I said before, at the beginning when we started, the woman who who had a, her father come through said, I'll send you a butterfly. And she was brought a, a jewel as a butterfly. There is so many ways that spirit will utilize signs of animals around you. I just want you guys to be open to it. And if you've got any questions, then ask them because... We'll record the answers and, and I'll bring in other experts. But think about, you know, and think about the story of, of, you know, the guy coming and visiting his dogs and the wife taking a picture at the same time and over a period of time and those dogs would sit at the chair and watch him as he visited. And that was confirmed by the evidence that came from the spirit world. There are so many ways that, that, that our loved ones will be able to uh, manipulate uh, animals or signs from the spirit world and it's really to do with uh, their vibrational match to maybe the animals on this side or you becoming more aware and them being able to send you notification signs it's like it's like an email or it's like a notification a push a push notification that pops up on your desktop it's like them saying hey there you go, I'm still alive, I'm still here, and, and this is, do you recognize this? I, I love this particular dog, or I love this, I love butterflies, or it could be anything like that. And, and, and another example um, about a, a mother and a daughter, who, uh, you know, whose mother, her grandmother had come through, and they both just received at the same time at different locations uh, a, a given picture of, of a butterfly that, you know, a drawing that, that, that they were given as a gift. And that, I would say, that's pretty close to a sign from spirit of ever especially when spirit come through and give them evidence of it. So there's, there's many different ways the evidence will come through. There's many different signs of animals in, in the spirit world that will come and, you know, that will be influenced by your loved ones in spirit to let you know that they're alive and well and that there's no such thing as death. If you take anything away from this, what I would want you to take away from it is not the stories of, of what happened and how spirit came through and, and, and gave evidence that they're around by the signs of animals or anything like that. But it's about the awareness that you can build within yourself to open yourself to the subtle nuances of the spirit world. If you can become more aware in your daily life and become more mindful of your life around you, I guarantee you, before you even jump into meditation or anything, just becoming more aware uh, and more aware of your thoughts and more aware of, of, of uh, the wonder that surrounds you, you will gradually, you, you, your inner spirit, your inner spirit voice, your inner divine authority will spark, it will become stronger. That spark will be ignited. 
that 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 natural ability you have within yourself will be enhanced and and you will be able to start recognizing those signs around you uh, and remember guys you have to be scientific don't just take anything for granted don't just take anything as a sign because that doesn't help you you might think it does but it doesn't and later on you know as we get into learning all about these signs and over the weeks We'll eventually come to a point where we'll teach the meditation aspect and we'll teach you how to ask properly for your signs and how to expect your expectation and balancing all that out within your, uh, your uh, spiritual abilities and your spiritual awakening. <clears throat> I'm glad that I could just share this with you. I could go on and on and on and we could teach, but it's been an hour and, and I don't want to bore you. <clears throat> but we, I could tell you loads of stories, and I could teach you lots of different techniques. And but I want other people to to share. And if you've got a story of of how, and, and in particular, guys, how you have received an animal sign, let us know. Share it with those on Afterlife Connect. Share it with those people who might be grieving. You know, send us in your stories so that we can share that knowledge with others. That that it may just help them to realize that that you know spirit are there are alive and they are walking that journey uh, uh, not alone that they have loved ones around them and they have support structure and of course they they are developing their own inner, inner power to recognize uh, spirit around them send us in your stories guys i am delighted that i have spent this time with you i hope you've learned something i could waffle on for hours about it and tell you stories and different things um but we will end it there and if you want to know more please send us in your questions um or anything you want to learn and we will do that for you and be aware be more mindfully aware be aware of your surroundings and the beauty and the wonder of of what spirit do for you in your daily lives notice the the color of a flower noticed even the, the clothes that people you know that, that you choose or um a child playing or sounds around you you're going to start to really develop your inner power and then we'll take it to the next level guys thank you very much for spending this time with me and god bless bye bye